0: Welcome everyone, I'm Heath. And I'm Jay. And you're listening to Host of Horror, show where we discuss and review horror films based off predetermined themes of the month. And Jay! Yes! Do you know it's, what holiday it is? It's Thanksgiving
1: mother- <laughs> Woo! It's
0: the greatest <laughs> holiday ever. You get to eat lots of food. Yeah, and celebrate taking people's land. Uh uh. I don't like that. <laughs> I don't like that either. We'll just celebrate the
1: food part. Yeah, well, yeah, lots of food, lots of food, lots of food, <laughs> and lots of food, and what looks like to be a lot of kills this season. Yeah, so, it's like
0: quite a bit in this one. A lot more than Halloween. There was a lot of. There was a lot of killing. There was a lot of gore. There was just a, a lot going on. A Lot going on. What's not a lot going on is there are not a lot of like Thanksgiving themed horror movies out there there are very very few however there is one that we recently checked out and it's now like it's a must watch for thanksgiving for me at least like every november i have to watch this movie
1: dear god this movie is feels like a cult classic without it being a cult classic because literally no one's heard of it
0: i've never heard of this movie until we decided to watch something for thanksgiving and we were like yeah we're gonna make it's it's got to be thanksgiving themed horror movies based around thanksgiving and out of the few that we found this is probably the best one
1: this it's, is the one
0: it's so good
1: Ooh, <laughs> Ooh.
0: <laughs> all right With, what's the name of the film name of the film is uh what wouldn't it come out 87 87, 1987. 1987. Blood Rage. Wait, I thought it's called Slasher. It's called Slasher. It's called Complex. It's called Blood Rage. I think there's like one more. It
1: is the Nightmares at Shadow Woods. Shadow- yeah. There's multiple names, but we are going to call it Blood Rage. Blood Rage. So,
0: it's really good.
1: Oh my God. So Blood Rage is a 1987 film by, I forgot who the director is already.
0: Um, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I didn't have that up. You were supposed to have that up.
1: I had it up, and it just went out my head
0: immediately. Good job. Thank
1: you. Oh my god, <laughs> I'm doing so well.
0: <laughs> Blood, Four, three,
1: rage. Two. All right, got it. So, this movie is a 1987 film by John Grismer, who also, who's also made classics such as The Bride, Scapple and that's about it not much
0: wait the bride was that that movie that was playing on tv i don't that kind of that sounds that's... like it because she was in a wedding dress he
1: if so that it.
0: if so that's pretty good plugging right there honestly it's a lot of plugging
1: yeah no he wrote it uh john Grismer wrote it and it was like Jean marie palissy some french name Uh, directed it so it was a definitely collaborative effort but that scalpel and blood rage are John Grissom's
0: movies well this one was good I thoroughly enjoyed this one
1: yeah no I was not expecting much out of this one so I um am thoroughly surprised yeah with how much was going on like if we go and get on with the plot the plot was wild so spoiler alerts from here on out so if you want to watch with us feel free otherwise spoiler alert so basically it's about these twin brothers right these twin brothers one of them's a killer and the other one gets framed for said killing and gets
0: institutionalized for over 10 years and like the dumbest way possible too like the the two of them sneak out of their mom's vehicle while they're at a drive through. But like one finds a hatchet, stumbles upon these two people having sex, and like hacks this dude's face in. Unprovoked. And then, and then turns around with people standing there, hands his brother the hatchet, puts a little bit of blood on his face, and is like, "I can't believe you killed people." And the innocent one goes to an institute for what was it like ten years? For ten
1: years. And I feel bad for this dude the whole time because it's like. You First of all, your twin brother, who's a piece of shit, is living a normal life while you're in a fucking mental institution for something you did not do for over 10 years. Like, I think later on after talking about the scenes with um the mom and what's the name? Terry and Todd.
0: Terry and Todd. Todd's the innocent one. Terry's the dick.
1: Mm, Terry's the killer. So basically, it cuts to the psychiatrist, Dr. Berman, which, funnily enough, according to IMDb. Is uh played by one of the, the
0: producers. Oh, who, because one of the actors didn't show yeah, up? Yeah, <laughs> because
1: the actors did not show up. Uh, so she was all like, well, I guess I'm gonna shoot it then. So this uh person is... Is Mar- Marianne Cantor. And according to her uh IMDB page, she was hot. Very, very hot. Very- In the movie,
0: she was kind of cute.
1: But, you know, that's not really all about it. But, like, she was pretty hot. So... Basically, Thanksgiving night comes around, and basically, we all found out that like Todd is after ten years, Todd is on to finally start to speak because apparently left in catatonic to where he's basically becomes mute, yeah, and and like lifeless for over ten years because that's a lot of trauma.
0: Yeah, and he's bringing up repressed memories, and he's telling the doctor that he's actually innocent, and Terry was the one that did the killing, and the doctor is actually starting to believe Todd. Well. The mom gets this news and the mom's having none of it. And it was like, I'm not going to have you experimenting with my boy anymore. This we're done here. So the mom's like, okay, I'm fine with you poking and prodding with my kid until he starts blaming the other one. And then it's not cool. So obviously right off the bat, there's some favoritism there.
1: Oh, no, there's a lot of favoritism. And it's literally based off the fact that that first scene in the beginning where Terry basically blamed Todd even when there's blood on his hands and, and Todd's
0: just got like a little smear on his face smear
1: on his hand like a smear of blood from Terry and just like put in the uh, you know hatchet in his hands well not the hatchet the uh, fucking it was a hatchet the I, first kill was with a hatchet I thought it was, it was a, like a little axe a hatchet yeah shit yeah so yeah <laughs> It makes it even worse. It's a little literally another hatchet. So yeah, it was a lot of bullshit going on from the get go. Plus, like going all throughout the day, basically it's like it's a whole wild goose chase because later on it gets revealed, like during a dinner, that like Todd
0: Lee like has escapes, left he escapes yeah. the school as the mom. The mom puts it, yeah. And uh so Terry who is already on edge because of the announcement that his mom is marrying, uh, her longtime boyfriend, uh, Brad, Brad King. King, Brad King, owner of the complex, um, is they're finally getting married. And like right off the bat, he, he gets this like look in his eyes, like bitch, you going to marry my mom? Because he kind of, it, it's not like, like stated it like bluntly, but they're, you could kinda of tell like the mom and Terry have like a weird little thing going on. I don't
1: I I don't wanna go that far to think there's like some Oedipus ass shit going on, but it kinda of feels like because of you could probably say guilt on the mom's part, it's formed kind of a codependent kind of thing where she feels very, very codependent on uh terry and terry's used to that for the longest time
0: i don't i don't know the whole give mommy a kiss thing and like at the end saying we don't need anyone it's just us all i need is you
1: see I, it comes off as very weird very cringe and i agree it is very cringe but i do feel like it's coming from more of like there's a lot of guilt going on that's why i feel like she reacted in a hysterical way to dr berman you know revealing that like oh yeah no i'm pretty sure that you know she's starting to believe that you know she's that todd is the innocent one the whole time and she's like i'm having none of this because of the fact that like she's probably still facing a lot of guilt from it and she's honestly she needs therapy just as much as everyone else there but i just really feel like there's a lot of guilt and a lot of um different emotions going on with her which is causing all of this to come up and I feel like this that change, that signifier, like, the announcement of the marriage, it puts a lot of people, like, it puts a lot of people off. It puts Terry off, which I feel like that was the trigger for him starting to kill again, was that someone is taking the place of him.
0: Yeah, because he in wants to break his mom.
1: I don't think he <laughs> wants to fuck the mom, because I don't think he, like... He barely wanted to fuck his own girlfriend, so like, oh
0: yeah, that's another thing. So
1: like, how you gonna tell me that like he was trying to fuck the mom? When he, he wasn't trying to like you know even blink his own girl,
0: like his own girl or the other one that was hardcore coming on to him. Yeah, there's a lot of I will. G- there's a lot of moments in this film where like the females in this movie are obviously horny, and like the dudes are either really nervous and goofy or no i don't have time for that let's we're watching tv or playing video games
1: it's honestly wild because you know most horror movies most movies of the time anyway they men are depicted as the ones who are in initiators who the horny ones all the time and what's her name it was a julie not julie um what is that girl's name? Andrea, I think? You
0: got Andrea, who was the babysitter. I
1: think Andrea was the one Is like, I miss the days where boys were horny all the time. Oh, and yeah, the, the, like, the,
0: the bad days back when boys, boys were, were horny, horny all, all the time. time. And they don't even listen. They're just like, we're playing video games. <laughs> so,
1: before we get back to... No, I'll talk about that later. Let's get back to the plot for now. Okay. So,
0: where so, were we at? We, we, well, we established that Todd is on the loose, and that kind of that with the mom's announcement of getting married Kind of triggers something in Terry And the doctors show up And they're there to explain uh, Or try They're there to not capture But to find Todd And They're the, gonna
1: capture Todd
0: Well, no, they're Well, they, I mean, they brought the tranquilizer gun mm-hmm. But I think the doctor is hardcore on Todd's side Oh, and, yeah And um. Terry, who his first kill is Brad King. So that's why I think the whole marriage thing kind of that's what pushed him over the edge. Cause he's like, okay, not only is my brother escaped where I can blame this on him, but you dude, you're not boinking my mom. That's and, my mom to boink. And
1: it's like, is <laughs> oh god. And I feel like on top of that, the thought he walked in on them making out. So I feel like that would act as an additional trigger for him to start going into a whole blood rage (laughs) Ah! into like, you know, roll credits (laughs) (laughs) into basically his like blood curdling, you know, triggering into him being a, you know, psychotic killer. Yeah, It also goes to show kind of with like, of course, unchecked mental illness equals killer, but it's also kind of like how mental illness can affect a whole bunch of people, other people around you, because your mental illness kind of fucked your own brother over. Or- or now your own brother is now suffering from mental illness because of you, and it's just like it's it's a whole bunch of it. everybody needs therapy. Everybody needs therapy, especially therapy the for mom. everybody. That's
0: one thing in this movie is like the whole I damn going- family, dude. I keep going back and forth on the mom the entire movie. Like, at first, I'm on her side, and then I'm like, oh, fuck you. Be nice to Todd. And, and then, then I'm go- like, and then I feel so bad for her in the middle of the movie. It, <sighs> it's wishy-washy with her. It's it, weird.
1: It's very wishy-washy with a lot of the characters, too. Well, like especially with the mom. But basically, it goes into a whole bunch of different kills. A whole bunch of... Like, this movie, it feels like it's very campy. Like, very much like a 1980s, like, slasher film. Like, they were just, like... Going at it like they didn't care about like the setup. They just said we're well, just gonna kill people, and they just went with it. They no, they went actually with that.
0: they actually had very good setup. Like oh, it was a, extremely. Good. It, it was a good setup, and like it's a loose plot that m- is mainly focused on the kills and the uh the setup that they had in the beginning. Mm-hmm. The plot's so thin. Like there's there's not a whole lot of plot in this movie. It, but what they <laughs> have is good. It, it's like you said. It's campy fun.
1: Yeah, I don't even think they really needed a plot they just needed like a <laughs> premise and they're like all right guys everybody have fun with it like that you can tell i feel like they had a lot of fun with this movie even though like there was like a little bit of a plot to begin with but everything else just kind of like went on went on like just the kills the <laughs> like the amount of like sexy just all around just a whole bunch of crazy shit happening
0: yeah and so you have all these kills going on a bunch of other things like Terry kills a few people, goes and hangs out with the babysitter just to set up his next victims is mm. essentially how it goes from there on. Um, there is a quick setup where Andrea, or not Andrea, um, Karen, Karen, Karen meets Todd and thinks it's Terry at first and they have a little back and forth and then she figures out that it's Todd f- is freaked out and, and leaves.
1: I want you to pick love to me. Wait, I'm not, I'm, I'm not, not Terry. Today. Oh, oh. Bye. I've never, bye. Kissed, I've never <laughs> kissed a girl before. You should try that sometime. Bye. Okay, bye. <laughs> and that sets up basically the second half of the movie.
0: Where for- Todd's essentially like being all uh uh like he, he doesn't break in. He gets into his apartment and has a conversation with the mom who is drunk at this point because she's having a whole little episode. Let's
1: talk about that. So meanwhile, like all of this killing is happening. <laughs> the bomb is basically having a psychotic breakdown. Like she said earlier in the film that she said, I'm just going to straighten things up, which obviously means that's her coping mechanism. Whenever things go up shit Creek is that she cleans.
0: Yeah. And Brad King told her to, uh, if there's anything she needs to just stay home and give him a call. Mm-hmm. And of course, Brad King's the first one who dies. So the whole time she's trying to call him, he's not answering.
1: And so, like, she's out here drinking wine, like, eating a whole bunch of leftovers on the floor from the fridge. <laughs> and this is a great performance from her. Like.
0: Yeah, she does so good. There's a point where she honestly looks like Willem Dafoe. Um, oh, my God. No, there is a moment. I, I shit you not. It's after she took a shower and her hair is kind of slicked back. that I'm like, oh, Jesus, that's Willem Dafoe. <laughs> you go, Louise Lat. You go because like she did that film like <laughs> she did good, she did a good job. Um, this movie has a lot of bad acting and good acting. There's a lot of charm, a lot of like I think like Karen Karen was so bad in this movie, but I think the the guy that played both Terry and Todd did a very good job of betraying the two as different. Um, the mom, uh, Maddie, who was you said uh, Louise uh, Lasseter, mm-hmm. she did a very good job. And then, of course, you had all the in betweeners that were just
1: eh. They were there. <laughs> um. So basically, oh, we forgot to uh, mention about the assistant. And so, the well, ass- they they, they we'll, there. We'll, we'll we'll
0: get there when we uh, talk about the kills.
1: Well, yeah. So moving along with the plot, which is there's a lot there. There's a lot going on, but the, like the plot is so thin that it's like the kills kind of like are the plot.
0: Yeah. Like. Yeah. <laughs> They, it it feels like that so but back to what we were talking about with uh so todd breaks into the apartment mm-hmm. and sees his mom who's drunk at this point point. and they have a not a sweet moment like he gets his mom to bed and the mom's like hey terry and of course it's todd not terry and he's like yeah mom um did they find your brother no not yet man i really wish he would just go away Like, I wish he would just run away, like, go far, far away where we wouldn't have to deal with him. And this is Todd standing right there hearing his own mother say this. And then she's like, at least I have you. Come give mommy a kiss, Terry. And it's just so heartbreaking. Talk about a gut
1: punch. Oh, That was a punch to the gut right there Another
0: gut punch for Todd Was when he walked on like you were saying With the the doctor we kind of skipped over that Which Mm -hmm. we'll get to that kill but there's a moment Where he finds the doctor Who had been cleaved in half By Terry and Keep in mind Todd Is not mentally sound he's been Locked away for 10 years so he's still Kind of this 9 year old 10 year old kid Mm -hmm. In heart and he, like, grabs one half of his doctor and tries to put her back together before he's, like... He, he kind of breaks down a little bit and says, I know you were the only one who believed me. Why didn't you do anything before this happened? Kind of, like, he he feels so bad. Mm. And in return, I felt bad. I'm like, oh, poor buddy.
1: No, like, Todd... Mark Soper's performance as Todd
0: was just... That was fantastic. Like... He made Todd so sympathetic, it made me hate Terry even more.
1: Who also was playing my Mark Soper? Like, he... He walked. <laughs> he walked so Lindsay Lohan can run <laughs> right. in the parent trap. Like, let's be real. It is hard. It is difficult to be playing two characters at the same time. And he did that shit phenomenally. He did he such a He understood good job. the assignment. He passed the assignment with flying colors. He did that shit.
0: Ooh, that was a
1: good performance.
0: So finally, one more thing before we get to the final end. Um, Todd, after having that moment with his uh, doctor, meets a little girl who's outside of the complex looking for a kitty cat. And he comes up to this little girl and he's like, hey, what are you doing? She's like, I'm just looking for my kitty cat. Have you seen it? No, I haven't seen a cat. But, you know, they're really good at finding their way home. Speaking of home, you need to get the fuck out of here. Like, Do not be outside. Go home. Lock yourself in there. And don't open it for anyone. Do you understand me? And the little girl's like, okay. And leaves. And later on, Karen is running away from the killer, begging for people to open the door, and no one answers until she gets to this one apartment and it's the little girl. The (laughs) The little the little girl's like, nope, sorry, can't let you in. Guy told me not to let anybody in.
1: (laughs) That is one example of Okay, this movie is a great example of (laughs) setting up things. For, like, little payoffs later. Like, that was a perfect, like, setup for that payoff. It was like, dang. It was good. It was good. It was funny. It
0: made me laugh so hard.
1: All right. Um, what else? So, basically, we get down to the wire. Almost half the the characters are dead now. Like, almost, like... of the characters in this whole film are dead now. Pretty
0: much everyone that was set up is Mm -hmm. dead. And Karen finally is... Karen is finally revealed that um, Terry's the killer.
1: (laughs) And he was all like, Oh my God, Terry, what what are you doing? And he swings his (laughs) fucking hatchet. He gets ready as if he was about to swing a bat. He's like, Karen, I love you. Bam. Bam. And she's not like, man, all I wanted to do is get some dick. (laughs) You don't pull some shit like this. Like, all I really wanted was to get some dick. And this is how you repay me. With trying to kill me. I
0: love that, though. He's like, Karen pulls the machete back, swings at her. I love you at the same time. She runs away and he's like, Karen, didn't you hear me? I said I loved you. And I'm like, (laughs) this man is so fucking unhinged
1: that he... I just feel like he thought this was all a fucking game. Oh, like, he, that's what it felt like. No, like, like,
0: so I said earlier that I hate it. Like, um, the way the actor played Todd made me hate Terry even more. But at the same time, he did a damn good job making Terry fun. Like, he was a sadistic killer, but God, was he a blast to watch. Oh, he
1: was very <laughs> fun and to watch, but it's also like, yo, why are you... Why are you acting like this? There were there are so many different little setups that they had for Terry. Like what his trigger is, what um the things that he doesn't like, the things that he doesn't do. Cause if you can tell, he does not drink.
0: He does not drink. He'll get high, but he doesn't drink.
1: <laughs> he had a he had a blunt. He had a blonde before he made his one of his kills. Well, even, but, even
0: Karen goes, because are, are, she's talking to Todd, and she's like, are you high, Terry? You're always quiet when you're high. <laughs> and then, like, oh, he doesn't drink. So I'm like, okay,
1: he's out here drinking milk. And I know what milk means in horror settings. Not good. Yeah. He drinks milk while everyone else drinks wine. Ever,
0: uh, sin- ever since I watched The Clockwork Orange, I've never trusted milk.
1: Ever since I've seen Get Out, I've never trusted Milk. (laughs) So, I'm just like, already something's weird. And then, like, God, he has this whole, like, almost, like, frat boy persona down pat. And then, like, it does not leave. Mm -hmm. Like, everything is, like, he plays everything so straight terry plays everything so straight and he's played it straight up until the end where he gets confronted by not only karen and a baby who just happens to be the uh da- daughter or the baby of one of the people that get killed but
0: yeah it's kind of weird that they threw that baby in there just kind of well, came out of nowhere it i don't say it came out of nowhere because it was already set up though i know it was already set up but why was- why, why why have a baby baby did not be in the final baby did not need to be in the final chase
1: I what else is gonna happen (laughs) like there was no other place where that baby was gonna go so I'm kinda like in my head I'm like okay I can see exactly where they're going with this because the baby there was no other place for her to go for the baby to go and I'm like you you put her in the I'm sorry but it's also the fact that Karen put the baby Put the baby in the freaking uh cabinet. under the cabinet <laughs> under the sink, and I'm like, now out of all the places he's gonna put him. Granted, they tried to go into the sauna, and that's where they found ooh, there
0: was, it, was it on it was on it was Andrea, Andrea and, and uh, Greg. Yeah, they found them dead and all of that. Uh, so but yeah, so Terry. After Karen finds out it's Terry, she like runs all over the uh, apartment complex. That's where the little girl happens. She stumbles upon where the babysitter was and finds the baby. Mm-hmm. And Terry finally like chases him down at the uh the, the pool, mm-hmm. and it's the final confrontation. So uh, Karen hides the baby under the sink, runs out. Uh, Terry is chasing after him, and there's Todd, and Todd's like, I'm gonna shoot you. And Terry goes, You're not gonna shoot me. And Todd's like, Yeah, you're right. I'm not gonna shoot you. And then
1: Karen's like, I'm gonna shoot your ass. I'm gonna kill you. And then <laughs> and it's like, oh, it's the uh, it's tranquilizer empty.
0: gun. No, it wasn't the it was actual gun.
1: I thought that was the tranquilizer gun. No, from- the
0: tranquilizer gun was the 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 black one. This was the revolver that the doctor had. But what?
1: Yeah, I thought the doc I thought the tranquilizer gun no. was the, No, I could have sworn the tranquilizer gun was cause it was in the doctor's hands. And yes, Todd,
0: it, and Todd got it but Yes, Todd
1: was the one who tried to do it But, but it, it was, shows that he was shot With the, a tranquilizer gun no, It showed
0: that No cause the tranquilizer gun was the black one Was the black one with the long barrel He but, was shot by a revolver Or almost shot by a revolver if it would have been loaded Cause Karen was holding a revolver And I, it even shows when uh, he, uh, Todd is with the doctor That there was a revolver That spilled out of her purse And he grabbed that Grabbed a revolver, not the tranquilizer. Oh. Again, there's many mistakes in this movie, so it could have just been that. Probably. Right? <laughs> probably. They probably just switched the guns mid-shooting mid, mid, uh, mid shooting this. Gun
1: safety is very important, y'all.
0: So anyway, she goes to shoot Terry, and it's not loaded. So Terry and Todd have like a little 50 cup fight in, in the, the pool. pool and and they, they get out, and then the mom shows up, who I has have- Brad King's gun
1: but okay let's run that back a little bit prior to this after the breakdown after the mom has like basically been on the phone with the operator trying to call call him the whole time she finally decides to leave the apartment to go and this was after this was after she found a bloody shirt the same bloody shirt that terry had on earlier
0: correct and making me believe that okay she finally came to her senses and realized that terry's the killer so i'm like okay i'm back on her side
1: like she's all like she sees the dead body and all of that and while this really christian ass radio show is going on like basically depicting what's going on in front of us she's like i'm gonna make this all right
0: so I'm, i'm sitting here watching this going okay Did not like her at first, then I felt bad for her, and now I'm rooting for her. Yes, go go get the right one. Mm -hmm. And she shows Mm -hmm. up, and Terry's on the other side, and Todd and Karen are on the other side, and she holds that gun up to Terry, and Terry's like, "Mom?" Mom? Shoots him. And then he says, Mom, again, and she shoots him in the face. In the eye. And he falls down, and she shoots him a couple more times, leaving one in the chamber, And she then goes over To comforts Todd And she's like it's okay baby I'm so sorry I've done you So wrong and I apologize for that No one's gonna take you away from me I love you it's just gonna be the two Of us I love you so much Terry And then Terry I mean then Todd was like I'm not Terry Terry. I'm Todd And he just says I'm Todd over and over again And then the mom's like oh my god What have I done no,
1: I killed the son that I wanted. <laughs> yeah,
0: I killed the son that I loved. Oh my god, I can't believe this. And then kills herself. With the uh, and that's the end of the movie. Like no, it, she kills herself. Todd looks back in horror, and then the movie kind of like freeze frames. And Karen just like goes back, grabs the baby, and leaves. As you can hear the
1: police sirens in the back. And I'm just trying to figure out like who actually finally called the police after they've been said like three times. That Karen least. did. So she actually. Call- oh, yeah, she remember actually call- before mm. she got the
0: baby, she called the police, and then Terry's right there, and she hits oh, him in the right. dick with the phone.
1: You're right. You're right. You're right. So yeah, no, literally by the time, well, that just gave me a li- slightly more optimistic open, like ending, because like the way that it made it seem that like she's like dipped out, and like the only person who's gonna be there is Todd, basically gonna be have to explain. All of this shit, and so now I was like, "Damn! Not on! Not only that, like, I got framed. Now I'm gonna get framed for trying to kill all these people, child." I. You just left feeling very horrible
0: and very bad for Todd after
1: this. If you're feeling bad before, you'll feel bad by the
0: end. Like, for
1: real, for real.
0: And then the mom, I had such a just wishy-washy relationship with her. Like, the whole time I'm sitting there going, oh, well, you're a bad mom. I don't like you. And then it goes from that to, like, pure sympathy where you just feel bad for this poor woman. Mm. And then you're rooting for her. You're like, yes, go make things right. And then she says some dumb shit. And I'm like, you bitch you just broke todd's heart more than you already did i hate you but then she shoots herself and you're like okay i hated you but i didn't want you to go that far
1: yeah no oh. it was just a lot going on like let's talk about all the stuff that was going on between the plots yes so, like, the
0: kills my favorite part of this movie the kills were so good in this movie there's 11 deaths and all of them are beautifully well done all right, let's
1: let them talk about the kills for a little bit. I'm gonna talk about other things because I'm a real okay. Let me let me just <laughs> put it out here. The music is really good. The music is extremely good, very fucking 80s. 80s is fucked. the most 1980s thing you ever hear, but it plays extremely well. The use of lay motif is mwah, beautiful, especially when you uh, have Terry and Todd and just all of the different. The, different musical tropes that comes with horror movies slasher films they are all executed extremely well one particular scene is when you hear the piano start to like like whenever andrea is in the shower and like terry is literally like hiding in the bathroom and like you can hear him in there and then like nothing's happening but like he goes back and all the music stops i loved it I love it so much.
0: I like the one where like uh, Artie found all the weapons and it's the whole that's not cranberry sauce Artie scene but like the piano music plays really softly and as it builds up to the kill for Artie Mm -hmm. it it gets louder and louder and louder and louder and it's so good. Is that before or after Mm -hmm. you see the crew member in the back? There's so many mistakes in this movie. One of my favorite though is in that what I would call iconic. I love that line. Uh that's not cranberry sauce, Artie. That is not cranberry sauce. And as he's saying this, right before he kills Artie with the like the the fork, the cooking fork. Mm-hmm. You <laughs> I had to rewind it so I could show Jay. But I cause at first I thought, okay, this is a person walking up. Let let's see where this goes. Cause you clearly see someone walking in the background, and then they stop and they dart off screen. And you're like, uh, someone fucked up.
1: <laughs> see, as filmmakers, most times the first AD or the director will tell everybody to clear the set and for them to not walk on the set close to where the cameras being shot at. But someone apparently did not get the memo, probably a PA or something.
0: <laughs> he was just just strolling along, walking up and then he, like I love cuz you could barely you barely see it. it's like just his shoulder, just mm-hmm. his arms in frame and it stops, have a little panic moment and then it just goes away. Like
1: It was perfect. It was perfect. Fuck (laughs) offset. All
0: right. So, what's your favorite kill? Hmm. Okay. (laughs) Honestly, I think my favorite kill, because a lot of the kills, some of the kills were uh, off screen. Like, you see the aftermath. Like, the doctor, you don't see her get cleaved in half, but you see, like, the aftermath Mm -hmm. of it. Um, All the effects are really good. So, I think. I have a tie. Uh, there's the first one, the guy that gets hit in the face with the hatchet. That Ooh. is really good. Really, really good. And the second one is the Brad King one. Because you at first, you don't actually see the death. You just see his hand get chopped off. And you get this really cool animatronic uh, moving hand. And then mm. like you see the nub with the bone in the middle. I thought that was really cool. But the aftermath of the Brad King death is the coolest thing ever because the mom comes in and she's finally like, oh my God, thank God you're here, Brad. Brad and touches him and he falls down and his head splits open and you see his brains and blood and everything and it's so beautifully, gorefully, disgustingly done. It's amazing. That one was
1: definitely a thing. (laughs) And... I really do like the one with the therapist. I like that kill a lot.
0: Oh, where she's split in half? Uh That one was good because, like, I mean, you could clearly tell she was dug in a hole underground, but it was still fun to just see her head and her arms kind of waving around with her body cleaved in (laughs) half. And
1: it was just like, man, that that was a a good setup for Todd. And, man, that was a good one. I think one of my other favorites was when Andrea and Greg were butt-ass naked (laughs) on the pool. And (laughs) Terry, like... Not even on the pool. They're on the diving board,
0: which seems so uncomfortable.
1: They're on a diving board just making out butt-ass naked. Like, looks like they just got done doing missionary. (laughs) And Terry just comes out and is like, stop.
0: (laughs) Hey, you two. Stop stop that.
1: that. Swoosh. (laughs) And like... (laughs) fucking slashes the shit out of greg and he falls <laughs> in the pool like and he falls in a way to where you can just see like no dicky but just kind of like you see where <laughs> you can just see his body just enough to be like Poop! and then like fucking um <laughs> andrea's is like gets fucking slashed and then all you hear is like you've been a bad boy greg and then you hear like another chop and i was like oh no andrea's
0: got fucking stabbed i was like oh no oh no the gore effects are really good in this movie it i mean it's totally 80s but i'm okay with that i would much rather cheesy practical gore effects than like realistic cgi if that makes sense
1: yeah and i think another killer like is between Artie's and the final kill with the mom just
0: shooting the shit out of uh, Terry. I yeah. like Those
1: are really... It felt satisfying.
0: I felt bad for Artie. I, Artie, out of the entire movie, Artie seemed like the only one that was, like, somewhat of a decent guy. Maybe yeah. Brad. Brad King was okay, I guess.
1: Yeah, Artie was decent, mostly because it's, like, he wasn't... I guess he wasn't really focused on, like, he was just trying to, like, get to... Uh, hang out with uh with karen but i'm pretty sure he had the hots for karen because he tried to come on to her like try to try to calm her down i was like bruh so obviously there was like a little bit of tension with that between him and no greg was
0: greg was trying to calm her down yeah that's what i'm saying like greg was not a good dude because he was like he's putting the moves on karen and then he's like okay screw karen he's she's got a boyfriend anyway i'm gonna go after andrea and so, yeah, really, the only people that were decent people were kind of arty. And I say kind of because he still had his iffy moments. Mm. And then the doctor and Brad King. And you can say uh,
1: the Pete Buttigieg looking motherfucker, too.
0: No, because he looked like Pete Buttigieg. That's oh, a c- sin all on his own. Damn. <laughs> is it because he's gay or is it because he's just like not a good person? He's not a good person, and he looks odd. I'm sorry. <laughs> Pete, you look odd. <laughs> but I, mean- yeah. <laughs> we, I mean, there's a total of 12, or not 12, 11 kills in this one, which is really cool. Um, so you got the drive through death. Mm-hmm. You got Mr. Brad King, the owner of the complex, manager of the complex, whatever. You got assistant dude who is smoking a joint with Terry. Mm-hmm. You got the doctor. You got old Petey boy. You got Julie who was just trying to get her baby a rich daddy.
1: She was trying to get herself a bag. She did not <laughs> deserve to
0: die. Then you had uh Greg and Andrea after that, poor Artie, and then of course Terry and uh the mom afterwards. God. So 11 kills in this one. It tops uh it tops Halloween. Though but
1: it feels like these kills were a little bit more mm maybe a little bit more satisfying no i don't think they're as satisfying but i think the ha- halloween kills were a little bit more
0: the halloween say
1: is a bit more of a setup like it was a bit more like you weren't you were expecting it but it was like it felt more grandiose did that make yeah sense.
0: to me like the halloween kills were more um again suspenseful and i hate to say the word realistic because the whole sticking someone to the wall is not realistic but it, it felt real. Where these were more like spectacle, like, "Hey guys, do you want to see some really gory, you know, uh, uh, gore candy?"
1: Yeah, yeah. it was yeah, very, yeah. very camp.
0: It's awesome. Loved it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I feel like a movie like this is what you know people think of when they think like slasher films, like B movies, slasher films, where they they don't give a fuck about you know any kind of plot or anything. They just want to see kills. Like this is kind of movie where. I can see that being a, a process, like, the thought in mind.
0: Yeah. I don't know why this movie's not more popular. Like, it deserves at least a little bit of recognition. This was I, fun. I agree. And I personally
1: am a big fan of the subversion of how men are usually treated like the horny ones and when all of the women are more of the first-move the initiators. And I feel like... a Part of me feels like that the movie was saying is like not punishing him for being like this, but it's also like, it feels like there's a lot of like different things going on towards it's like, it's almost punishing the, the women for basically like being horny and too. <laughs> it's like I, women I, are horny too.
0: I do see that. Cause it's like, it, it kind of, cause that's like the triggering effect for Terry in the beginning is like his mom's trying to get it on. And he, I think he even says something like he wakes Todd up and he's like, mom's doing it again. And then they leave and go find two people having sex and he kills the dude having sex with. So I feel like Terry's got this weird thing about women wanting sex, but he's mad at the man for giving in to that. If that makes sense. Cause even the movie, like Andrea's all over him. Uh, Karen's all over him. And he's just like, no, no, I'm not having sex with y'all.
1: And then like, karen had to basically push him to even get to make out and i'm just like this gotta be something going on here i'm like if you don't want it you don't want it but at the same time i'm like like you can tell that karen obviously loved you know terry so i'm like why are you what what's going on here but at the same time me being me i'm like okay i get it but i'm also like why it, it 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 raises a lot of questions in your head. It's like, what made the what were the choices that they made for this movie to cause so sub, many subversions? To have so many subversions to what is typically shown on slasher films. That's kind
0: of where I'm getting at. I don't think they were thinking much at all. Like, I feel like this movie. It's one of those weird examples where, like, if you think about it, like, if you think too much on it you probably take away a lot more from this film than the creator ever even thought about when he... I feel like the creator of this movie just thought, hey, I want to make a campy, gore-fest slasher. And that is what he made. But lo and behold, there you can take so many different themes, concept, and ideas from this film, because between the mom and the t- and the the two brothers, Terry and Todd, it it is almost sort of like a like a Greek tragedy in like a weird way. <coughs> uh. It kind of feels like and, that. I mean, I get the Oedipus concept. I I get that from it. Uh, I also get the whole, you know, females are horny and the men's not. You get the whole Terry's, you know, the reason he's killing is because women are horny and men are giving in to that temptation uh, kind of thing. I don't so know. So are you
1: saying that this is basically a morality play?
0: I'm saying that you can take things away from this film that the creator probably never even intended.
1: Probably. <laughs> but. I'm looking through the writing credits of Bruce Rubin. Bruce Rubin. The person who basically wrote this who wrote this film. And his only credits are Zapped, Blood Rage, Zapped Again, and This is gonna come out of nowhere. A single episode
0: of Recess. That's cool. It does not make a lick of sense. But I like it. (laughs) i like it you know recess dessert i kind of want to know what episode he wrote so i can watch it and go yeah this reminds me of blood rage oh
1: speedy we hardly knew ye oh my god (laughs) that was a wild episode not even gonna lie
0: oh you remember that episode i actually do dude i don't remember anything about recess except for that one movie that james woods was in you was in Recess? Yeah, there was like a School's Out movie or something oh, like that. I forgot Where they're about like that trying movie. to take out the moon so there is no summer. I really like that movie. That was a such really a good wild, movie. That was a wild movie. Kids take on
1: ninjas. You know, <laughs> before we go back to the plot, let I me mean, go back to uh, this movie. I really want to say with Recess, Recess made me find out what um, Let the Sun Shine In. You know, let the sun shine let the sun shine in no it was from it it was the ending credits of the movie was it yeah it was the ending credits of the movie it was like let the sun shine like i remember that was the the movie that made me like that song because it was like i forgot who the uh artist was i think it was like the fifth element or some shit or like some kind of like weird hippie band thing but i remember that song being the ending theme of it and i was like oh let the sun shine and i'm like what is this going on here but like out of grass so I don't, yeah. I don't
0: remember that i just remember james woods <laughs>
1: <laughs> basically there was just a lot going on on this and is i just think this movie is just, it's pure fun and it's like you're you're gonna see a lot of titties you're gonna see a lot of ass unfortunately Honestly, not much there's not for, for, a lot of titties
0: you know, there's only like there's blurry titties in the beginning and then you get andrea
1: i mean like it's not really much but it's like you see a lot of, you see a good bit of body. Well, mostly from only like a couple of uh, people, but you see a good bit of body. Yeah. And, you know, you, you get from like, you know, almost half the cast, like, you know, at least with Mark Soper, with, and whoever uh, played uh, Greg and Andrea, like, you're gonna you're gonna see some, uh, some body from them, a little bit of nudity from that. Some booty. Some booty. So, but overall, it's just like this movie
0: is very fun and I recommend it for parties. Yeah. definitely like Thanksgiving party not like while you're eating I'd probably wait till after you're done eating (laughs) let's put it like this
1: if you're a weirdo like we are and are (laughs) watching this for Thanksgiving then I if you're gonna put in the Thanksgiving horror marathon this is one of the movies you should play if not like the first one to
0: set the tone Yeah, like stop watching the Macy's Day Parade and just put on Blood Rage
1: you probably have a way more of a fun time. You may not get as many celebrities on music, but you're going to have a
0: good fun time. Yeah. So yeah. Um. Your final thoughts, ratings.
1: So my final thoughts is just like, like I said, this movie is kind of just wild, very wild, very campy. Like it's very much so something that I will see in any kind of, um you know, top 10 for slasher films, especially if they're going for like the B movie, like slasher like very low budget kind of film sure i don't even know what what the budget was for this film it's just i just they just look like they had a really fun time doing it they've gotten like a few people from you know who were starting to be stars at the time to make it and granted this was made in 1983, but it was released in 1987. So, so it, it
0: had a time; it had a hard time getting to theaters it or it being published.
1: Yeah. yeah. So I was wondering, is like, what made it
0: so hard to release? And that's probably why not a lot of people talk about it. Like, if you think about it, it if it was, let's say, in the case of like Trick or Treat. Trick-or-Treat was supposed to be released in theaters, but never did. Got released on home video. Mm. Uh, it went straight to DVD. And it wasn't until afterwards that people started following it, that it got a cult following. Well, what if this movie got pretty much the same shaft, but like back in the 80s where, y- you know you didn't get like movie news or there was no internet to tell you, Hey guys, go check out this new movie. It's just like this movie pops out of nowhere on your, on at your blockbuster or something like that. So I can see why this movie is kind of hidden.
1: It's kind of, sucks, especially
0: if it did get that raw deal.
1: It, I feel like it kind of gets sucks that it got hidden because like, there's a lot of movies that were released to Blockbuster success that had a lot of, worst plots had way more gore, way more nudity and this one it was is a gore fest but is also like relatively like tame as compared to some of the movies that were like theatrically released
0: yeah honestly in my personal opinion now this may be a hot take the first friday uh friday the 13th i think had better kills and better gore effects because of tom savini of course mm. but if it wasn't for tom savini and i'm just going off the plot and it had the same kind of effects that blood rage had i think blood rage is better
1: oh oh that's a hot take and but
0: that's, so just Friday- that's just right that's just the first one it's you, just the first one so are you saying- after jason comes in it kind of gets better but like the first one where mrs Voorhees is the killer yeah i'm I think Blood oh, okay. Rage is better. I'm about to say if that- you if you take Savini out. If Savini <laughs> is out and you have the same kind of gore effects that this one did, yeah, Blood Rage is better. But
1: you can tell that they there's a bigger budget on Friday the thirteenth, but I was about to say, I was like, Sir, are you meaning to tell me that Terry deserves to have a spot
0: <laughs> as a horror icon as a killer? If we're I've seen posters and stuff where like they count Mrs. Voorhees as a killer. If they're counting that bitch, then yes, Terry deserves a spot oh up there. Oh my god! So
1: another random thing <laughs> is that if you look up posters of Blood Rage, there's a good couple of them where there's like posters of um of just a knife, and then you see some with posters of Terry in it. So it's kind of like, does that mean that the poster of Terry spoils the plot? That's maybe why they went with just the knife. There's no way because
0: the the movie spoils the twist at the very beginning. There is no twist. Like you know, Terry's the killer in the very first opening scene. So uh,
1: yeah, I feel like the the twist is non-existent. It's just you. It's kind of like Romeo and Juliet. The beginning yeah. tells you everything. Yeah, and then you're just finding out how everything goes up to that point.
0: Yeah, you're you're just along for
1: the ride. Yeah, I can totally see that. I can totally see that. So. I think, like I said, my final thoughts were just those. Recommended for parties. Recommended for
0: parties. Mm-hmm. I say the same thing. So yeah, um, what what would you rate this?
1: Uh, I I was rated a solid three and a half. Like it was a good little titty for me.
0: <laughs> <laughs> good little titty. Good little bitty, <laughs> little bitty titty. <laughs> no, I I concur. I three and a half for sure. Yeah, it's it's good. For the love of God, please go watch Blood Rage.
1: Uh, I think it's free on Tubi, right? Yeah.
0: For now, at least, yeah, yes. free on Tubi. The, you have no excuse. Go watch this movie,
1: especially if you like campy shit. This is perfect. It's pure camp. You're, you may not be attached to any of the characters, well, except for Todd, my baby. I but love Todd. I love Todd
0: too. But I, I would protect Todd.
1: <laughs> I want to protect him more <laughs> after watching this. But yeah, it's free on Tubi, and I say go ahead and watch it. So, know what else is free watching us do our thing on youtube oh yeah so please give us some comments like let us know what you think if you watch the movie let us know what you think of the movie let we're, us know if our opinions wrong if our opinions are wrong then they're just gonna be wrong but you know if you don't like watching us on youtube which is fine we're also on podcast so you can watch us on spotify us. listen uh, to us on spotify yeah. on apple podcast stitcher All of oh Google Podcasts, of course. All of those good things.
0: Don't forget to like and share. Like the video. Like like anything that you if whether it's the podcast or on YouTube. Mm. Like share. Tell your friends about us. If you enjoy us, please get the word out there.
1: Yeah, follow us on all of our socials. We have a link tree that's going to be in the bio of our you know of all of our socials and in the podcast and YouTube descriptions. So follow us on all of that and. We hope to see you again.
0: Yeah. um, Next time you next, I'm not going to say next week, but like the next episode we do, I think we're going to do our top five favorite movies.
1: Oh, yeah. Top five probably favorite movies all around, not just horror movies, but like movies all around the 2021.
0: Yeah. And after that would be Gremlins for a Christmas special. Woohoo! And then we're finally getting into our weekly episodes. How we're the actual show is supposed to be presented to y'all is by weekly episodes, and we're finally gonna get to that after Gremlins.
1: Yes, you finally get to know us, and now we're just gonna have a fun time. We're gonna watch all of these movies and you're gonna watch with us and you're gonna have the best time ever. And maybe get scared a little bit like I am. (laughs) But either way, let's come on. Let's go. Let's like just follow us and listen, okay? yeah like for reals for real
0: <laughs> well with that being said i've been heath and i've been jay and you've been listening to host of horrors that isn't cranberry sauce already that is not cranberry sauce